Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Yud Aleph. We were in the middle of Sif Yud Aleph last night. And we had a few Mishaburas left on the bottom of page 44, just to get back into it. So we'll pick up in the Machaber, um, in the fourth to last line. At the end of the line, we said, Ein Shir La Krichos. We said there is no set measurement for the Krichos. And we saw what the Mishaburah discussed on that. Rakshi Yu Kolha Karuch Vaksharim Rochav Arbo Gudalun, Vihaonav Shmona Gudalun. We said the only requirement is that the wrap part and the knotted part, that whole section, should be a width of four gudalun, and the loose string part should be eight gudalun. It should be one third, two thirds. And we were actually up to the Mishabura in Sifkaton Samach Zayin, which says Rochov. It says this one third, two thirds, four gudalun, eight gudalun. Hainu lechatchila. This is only a din lechatchila. Aval b'diyevet afilu im karach rubo kosher. For some reason, you were very much in the mood to do more wrappings. You got really into it, and you did a little more wrappings and more knots. That's fine. But the that's fine. The alcohol panem yesh kan gam came psil. Because you still have the psil, you still have the loose strings at the end. As long as you have some loose strings at the end, even if you made extra knots and extra wrappings, it's still fine. Avalim karach kula puzzle. But if you did the whole thing, you got really into your wrappings and your knots, and you did the whole thing, and there are no loose strands at the end, then it's puzzle. Because as we learned yesterday, the Torah says you have to have both parts. You have to have the gadil and the psil. So you have to have both parts. And if you don't have both parts, it's going to be puzzle. So the chachilah should be one third, two thirds. But if you get carried away and do more, it is okay as long as you don't do the whole thing, wrappings and knots. And on that, one more mishabur on that. Arba gudolun sefkotan samaches imak sharim. So that's going to be four gudolun together with the knots. Ubu ra'ayum mehemona kosov. That's the name of a sefer. Sheyia ben kesher le kesher kimulo agudol. He says that between the knots, there should be the space of the width of, of the top part of the thumb. There should be one thumb's breadth between each knot. And then the rush writes, Sheyiu kola chulios b'shove. All the segments of the krichos, of the wrappings, they should all be equal. Shezo noi titsis. That's the beautification of the mitzvah, that they should all look the same size. If so, as we'll see today, the number of wrappings that we do gets larger as you go further away from the Beged. If you want the space between all the knots to be exactly the same amount, so you would have to do more spread out wrappings in the beginning. And as you get further away, you're going to put them closer together. As we'll see, our minute is to do 7, 8, 11, 13. We'll discuss that very shortly. So when you're, if you're going to keep the same space between the knots, and in one you're only having 7 wrappings, and one you're having 13 wrappings, so obviously the 7 will be looser to take up the area of the, of the, of the same space that you want to have the 13 wrappings. So it'll get tighter as you go along. Now there's an interesting note over here, note number 80 brings down, on that which the Raya Mehemona said, that you should have between each knot the area of an Agudal, the Sefer Orchos Rabbein Huva, that the stipler will hikpah, because the stipler is not makbid, and having the same space between each of the knots, Mishum Shachutim Mizmanenu Mu'ubadim Heita Vidakim. Our strings are done very well, and they're very, they're very skinny. Vim Yia Agudal B'Kolchulia, if you can have each segment being the area of an Agudal, so then you, Ravacham, you, Sarim, Ben Kesher, Kesher. There's going to be too much extra space between the knots. 
So a stipe felt that nowadays with our strings, it's not appropriate to be keeping the same exact area between each one of the knots and, and having a different amount of, of wrappings. Because when you have less wrappings and you need the same area, it's, it's going to look more, more empty. And he felt that that was not appropriate. Fine. Now we go back on top, we have the Ramah, the Ramah that we actually read yesterday, the second to last line. The Inherich HaTzitzis, if you make the Tzitzis longer than the minimum size, which is a 12 Gudalin, Yirish Eshli Shiso Yeh Gudil, Ushnei Chalakim Anaf. You should have one third the Gudil, the wrappings and the knots, and two thirds the loose strings, like we mentioned before, that, that's only the Chalchila, the Chalchila should be one third, two thirds. On that, the Mishabur writes, instead of Kotan Samech Tes, and there he writes that the loose string could be even longer than than the uh, than that area. Like we mentioned just before, that everyone agrees that none of this is ma'akev. This is all just for the din lachatchila. This is all what we were finishing up from yesterday, and now we're picking up today's stuff is on page forty-four, the last line, finishing up the mechaber in Sif Yudalot. The mechaber now says, what is the minog? The minog is that in the first segment you're going to wrap around seven wrappings. Ubasheni teisha. When I say the mishnah that, that's not exactly what we do, but the mechaber says the minog is to do seven and then nine. Ubashlishi achadasrei and then eleven. Ubaravi shloshasrei and then the fourth one you do thirteen. So the mechaber says the minog is to do seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. Sha'olim kulam arboim. If you add them all up, 7, 9, 11, 13, you get a total of 40. Keminyan Hashem Echod. That is the gematria of Hashem Echod. Hashem being Yudke Vavke, which is 26, and the word Echod, which is 13. So that same gematria, Sha'olim Shloshim Vatesha. Hashem Echod actually ends up being 39. Hashem Heim Arboim. And with the name Hashem, or with Hashem, so it's an extra one, so it comes out to be 40. So the gematria of the amounts of the number of wrappings that you have is equal to Hashem Echad plus one. Vinogu lasos besolf kolchut kesher, and the minog is, this is going back to something that we learned earlier, and the minog is to make at the end of each string a knot, kedeshe yamul bishiziraso, so that the intertwining should not become undone. So now let's see the Mishabura. We're going to pick up in the last line on the bottom of page 44. On that which the Mechaber said that the Minog is to do seven and then nine. So the Mishabura writes, Sifkotan Ayin, Ube Kavanos Kosov Basheni Shmona. And the Kavanos, they bring down that the second set of wrappings should not be nine, it should be eight. The Chain Hiskimu Hachronim, and that is the Haskam of the Hachronim, that it should be seven, eight, eleven, thirteen. And why is that? Deshiva Ushmona Hushem Shel Yud and Hey. Because when you have 7 and 8, if you add it up, it's 15. It's the gematria of Yud and Hay, which is a Shem Hashem. The Achakach Achasasrei. And after you have the 15, you add 11. Ubitzerif Hushem Shel Havoya. And then you have 15 plus 11 is 26. It's the gematria of Yud Kevavke. And therefore, the first two make up the name of Hashem. And then the first three together make up the full name of Hashem. The Achakach Shloshasrei. And then you add the 13, which gives you a total of 39. And the Shlosh Esrei is the gematria of Echad, the Zehu Hashem Echad. So that's an exacting of Hashem Echad. Hashem is 26, and then Echad is 13. So the first three equals up to the Shem Hashem, and the last one equals up to Echad, Hashem Echad. Ubatzitzis shel Reb Shlomo Mocho, Hoya Ba'avi Arishon Yud Krichos. So he brings down that in the first set of wrappings you would have 10, the Achakach Hei, Keshem Havaya. 
he would have the 15 also, but instead of 7 and 8, he would do 10 and then 5. Again, this is all totally on a different minhagim. But there is a very interesting note over here. Um, we're seeing all the wrappings have to do with the shame of Hashem. So if you look at note 82, he writes, For this reason that we have all these representations of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name and Hashem Echad, Since you're putting together Hashem's name, you shouldn't be speaking while you are wrapping the tzitzis. Since all the wrappings together are miramis to the, the, the oneness of Hashem. And therefore it would be inappropriate to stop in the middle. And therefore you shouldn't speak in the middle. You should do it all without speaking. The host of any adds on, Some say that when you, if you undo the wrappings, it's like erasing Hashem's name. They go so far that it represents Hashem's name so much that if you start unwrapping it, it's like uh, being mochik Hashem's name. And according to them, when you're wrapping it up, it's mamish like you're writing Hashem's name. And stopping in the middle is like stopping in the middle of writing Hashem's name. The tying does not really, it's not really writing, and therefore this is only like he started it, it's a midas chasidus. It's certainly not a halacha, it's a midas chasidus, one wants to do that. But just interesting to see how far they take it, that the, the numbers are so, are so, uh, so important that they represent Hashem's name, that some go so far to say that you shouldn't stop in the middle, you shouldn't talk, you shouldn't separate them, because that will be mochek Hashem's name. Fine. Let's go weiter. The last mishabura in this sif, it's going on the last thing the Mechaber said, which we had already earlier, and that is that the Mechaber brings out that the Minog is to make little knots at the end of all the strings of the tzitzis, and the reason is so that the tzitzis should not get undone, the shazira should not get undone. But if you're in the Mishabu, right, in Sefkotan, Ayin Aleph, Ayin Le'el, B'Sefkotan, Yud Ches, Mashik, Asafti, Shom. And we'll look at note 83, which explains what we said earlier. He says, We learned earlier in the Mishabura that if the strings are intertwined very well and it's not common that they're going to get undone, then it's appropriate not to make knots at the end of the strings of the tzitzis. Since there are those who say that one should not add to the number of the knots, like we learned last night, the reason why we have the five knots is because that is connected to Chamisha Chumshe Torah. And we saw last night that the double knots, which is really like ten knots, that represents the, the Eser Sviros. And therefore, since they represent specific things, there is an Indian not to add on to the knots. And therefore, even adding a knot at the end of the string, which is really much separated from the other knots, it would be appropriate not to do if you don't need to do it. We did come out with the postum over there that if they're going to get undone, that was the best etza because the postkin brought that down so one would be able to do it, like the Mechaber says. But ideally, if it's done well and it's not necessary, one should skip it. But even though there is an Indian possibly of not adding knots at the end of the string, it certainly would not be a problem of Torah, Like we discussed last night in great detail, only the first knot is really Midaraisa. It's just an idea that you're adding on to, to the certain representation of the Chamisha Chamshet Torah, but there certainly would be no Isser of Baal Tosef 
to add on an extra knot at the end. And therefore, the bottom line is, even though the Mechaber says you should make the knot, again, the post can say, and the Mishabur brought that earlier, that if it's not necessary, you should not do it. But for sure, if it is necessary, one can and should make a knot at the end, should make sure that the Shazira does not come out. And now let's begin the last halacha of the simon, Sif Tesvav. On page Chav Gimel, the second line. Yesh Omrim Shetzarech Ledaktek Sheyisla Hatzitzios Leorech Atalus. Some say that what one should do is one should hang the tzitzis down lengthwise of the talus. We want it to be hanging down over the corner. Now, if you remember when we discussed the length and the width, when we discussed exactly where the hole goes in the talus, we said when one puts on his talus and he holds it over his head like this, so lengthwise, that's the orich, and the, from head to foot, that's the rochav. So here the mechaber says that one should be careful when he hangs the tzitzis, uh, lengthwise, he should hang it lengthwise on the talus, which means it should, the tzitzis should be coming out of the beggar when he's holding it up, that way, directly out. Directly out, not on the bottom hanging down, hanging out over, over the corner. Right? Now the Bir Alacha points out that that's very nice on the bottom strings, because they're coming out of the side and they hang over the corner. But the top stri- the top part, the top strings, you're holding it out like that, so they hang, they don't hang over the corner, they just hang down. So if you look at the Bir Alacha, in the second line, the Ramaskal the Orech Atalas, he writes, I am Bemogin Avram, Shemafarish, the Orech Atalas, Nikro Mashem, Isatev Boha Adam. Again, the Orech Atalas is the way a person has it holding over, where he's Misatev lengthwise. The Rochav Hainu Komoso, Meroshal Raglov. And the width of the Talas is from his height, from his head, down to his feet. The Hikshua Achronim Alzede Achronim asks on this, Hello, but Tzitzis HaElyonim, when you're holding up the talus, so the upper Tzitzis on the right and on the left side, Im Yasa Osem La'orach HaTalus, if you put it lengthwise, it means it's sticking out straight, Lo Yu Notfos Alakaren, they won't be hanging down over the corner, Sheyu Tuluyum Klape Karka, they're just going to be hanging down towards the ground, they're not going to be going over the corner. The whole reason why we're saying to put the talus by the Orech is so it should hang over the corner. That's only true on the bottom two Tzitzis. On the top two, it's not true. That's the question and they answer this, even though he doesn't mean the answer, the way they answer it is, I saw in a new Shabura that I got, that if you, when you do the actual Atifa, when you throw it over, so at some point it's going to be true that even the top tzitzis are going to be hanging over the corner. Even though when you're holding it up, when you're doing the Atifa, before you do the Atifa, when you're holding it up, it's hanging down towards the ground, but when you actually wrap it, you throw it over, over your head like you're supposed to do, over your shoulder, at that point it is in the appropriate position for, for a moment. And therefore, that's the Samachronim answer. But the, Mish- but the Biralacha goes on, and the Biralacha says one more thing, which is very important. He says, So he says, but most posts can come out that this din of putting your Orachatalas is only by the bottom two tzitzis, and the top one should not be Baruch, they should be Baruchav. So in other words, Lamaisa, if you're holding up your talus, the bottom two should go out on the sides, hang down over the, over the, over the corners, and the top ones should come out on top and hang over the corner also. That's what it comes out Lamaisa. Even though there are those who say that you could have all of them coming out the Orach, and you are Mekayim, the hanging over the corner when you do the Atifa over your shoulder, but Lamaisa, some say that it shouldn't be done that way, it should be the top two tzitzis over the Rochav, so it's hanging over the corner that way. That is the Relacha. Yes, Alex. We, we, we learned that... Uh when you, you put it over your shoulder, right? Your left shoulder. Right. Some people Correct. do it also on, on, the, on the right. Both. Right. I think some Sfardim do that. Does that Sfardim do that? 
Yeah. I'm assuming there's a minhag. I, I do not know the source of that minhag. We did not see that brought down the chla. We only saw it brought down hanging over the left side. I don't know if it's like, uh, you know, one minhag and people copied it. I don't know. It's a question. Well, they don't know what to do. They, yeah, that's it. they see one person doing it, they, they, they do it. It seems right. But I actually have to go back. <laughs> you put it, we put it in such a way that you don't, when you, when you put it uh, to, uh, over your shoulder, you're not, your face is still, you can it's see still it. open. Yeah, it's still open. Okay, so you do it a little differently, right? So it could be there's a minute that way, or people are just doing it wrong, I'm not sure. It was not brought down anywhere in the Mishaburu or the notes to do it over both shoulders. We only saw it to put it over the left shoulder. So let's finish the Machaber. So again, the Machaber says, Yesh Omrim There are those who say that one has to be careful that the tzitzit should be hanging over lengthwise of the talus. We want it to be dripping over the corner. We want it to be holding over the karen. But if it was hanging rochavwise, which again on the bottom it certainly would be hanging down towards the ground, it's not going to be dripping over the actual corner. If you would put it over the rochav, it would be leaning down towards the ground. And now the Machaber switches gears totally, and we'll see in the Mishabura as two independent topics. Yesh Omrim Shum some say that you should not put any material, any type of beged, around the holes in which you're sticking the actual tzitzis in. The holes, that, new topic, totally new topic. One was, you know, where the tzitzis should be hanging over. The other one is the actual holes. The actual holes should not be wrapped around with any kind of material, which is very important in the because we, we want to make them um, strong so they shouldn't rip, but you have to make sure, according to this shita, that it shouldn't be made from a different material. Then with the Begid, we'll see in the Mishabura exactly the details. But then the Machaber says, Vyesh Matirin, there are those who are Matir Vechainogu, and that is our Minhug. So now let's begin the Mishabura. We'll see the two separate topics separately. Sifkotan Ayin Beis. So the Mishabura writes, Sifkotan Ayin Beis, La'orach Atalas, Ayin La'elbe, Sifkotan Nun Beis. Look earlier in Sifkotan Nun Beis, Mahu Orech, Ayin Biralacha. So we, we learned that, we just discussed that, and we also just saw the Biralacha. Fine, Sifkotan Ayin Gimel is going on that which the Machaber said that we needed to be leaning over the corner. This is both when you're putting it in initially and afterwards. This is very important. If the tzitzis, and this tends to happen, that the strings are hanging a certain side and they move to the, there, put them back. Okay? Now, I want to point out that he, the only, he only addresses here the talus godel. He doesn't address the tzitzis that we wear. I'm assuming, I didn't see this addressed in either Mishabura, I'm assuming that based on what we saw in the Biralacha, that in the Talus Katan, they should be on the sides, which is not the Orech. If you remember, we said by the Talus Katan, the Orech is from head downward, which on the Talus Katan is the Rochav. On the Talus Katan, that's the Orech, so I would assume that it should be on the sides, because that's leaning over the corner. Because that's what we saw in the Biralacha. Now, even if it's not the Orech, like the upper, the upper tzitzis, on the talus godol, we said should be on the rochav, because that's when it will be leaning over the corner. So it seemed to be that that was the ikker way to do it. So on the talus katon, it's really on all four sides, going to be sticking out of the rochav of the talus, leaning over the corner on all four sides. But what the Mishabura says over here is, that in Nishmatu Tzadmata, if wherever it is, it, it, it flips over to the other side, Yachzirim, you should move it back. The Chol clearly what we see, all this is a Din of where the Tzitzit should be hanging over the garment, Avo B'diyevet Enk Peidah Bazeh. it doesn't matter, it's all good. 
Ach, alkohol ponem yizar ma'od. However, one should be extremely careful. Shelo yiu hatzitzis tzluyim ba'alachson al-keren zavios. One should be very careful that the tzitzis should not be hanging on the corner. Now, if it moves from one side to the other, that's fine. L'chavchila move it back. If you don't move it back, it's also okay. But it should not be hanging over the corner. Mibnei shu minag ha-karoyim. That's the minag of the karoyim, and we don't want to do that. She'osim kein, that's how they do it. The imtuluyim mitzvah la'asil l'makoman. If they are hanging down, you should move them to their appropriate place. That's the end of the first topic in this Mechaber. And now we'll go to the Mishaburahs on the second topic. The second topic again was the Machlokas. There are those who say that you should not put any kind of material over the hole, on the holes, around the holes of the Beged. And some Amatir, and that is our Minhog. Says the Mishaburah in Sifkotan Ayin Dalad, you shouldn't put any Beged. We want the Tzitzis to be hang, leaning on the corner. Not on something that's on the corner. So if you put an additional material there, so it's not really on the corner, it's on the thing that's on the corner, and therefore it's not good. Usually they are, they are reinforced in the corner. Right. But they should be, they, it shouldn't, what? They should be reinforced, yeah, it should be reinforced. Right, he's saying that you shouldn't put on a, a, a different material. Like you shouldn't have in the corner like uh, pieces of leather around the hole. Because then it's, when it's leaning over, the strings, the, the strings are, are on the leather, they're not on the baggage. So they're, they're on the leather which is on the baggage. So you don't want it to be removed from the baggage. This, this is not the same material. What, what are you, what are you showing? You're saying you're, you shouldn't be putting another piece of material right. on the corner. Right. So this, this is a different piece of material. No, no it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a sa- it's, it's a different piece. It's the same, it's the same it's material. Just, uh, so but he's, not, he's saying a good point. Cause it, it's not the same material. You can, you can see. It's, it's not the same thing. No, it's, it's, a, it's a different piece that's sewn on. Okay. But you're forgetting, you're forgetting two words. And those are the last words of the Mechaber. V'chein nogu, that it's mutter. We hold that it's okay. So, you are right that he's right because even if it's the same material, it still would be not on the corner, it would be on the thing that's on the corner because that's not really part of the beggar. Right? According to the shita. So he's right. That wouldn't be good. Even if they're both wool, it would still be a problem because it's not on the actual beggar, it's on the patch or whatever you want to call it that's on the beggar. So he's correct. But the answer to his question is that the, there's the matir and the chaynago, the minog is that it's mutter. But the reason why the, the Mishabura brings down why you shouldn't do it, according to the Tzadat Tzadat Asr, is because, again, the Tzitzis are not leaning on the garment, but rather it's on the thing that's on the garment. However, the Bir Lacha does bring another reason down that the Post can discuss, and that is that you need Min, min Kanaf, that you want the Tzitzis to be on the material of the, of the corner. And if you're going to have the Tzitzis, the same material as the Begit, and put another material on the corner, so then you get into problems. But the Biralacha points out that's only a problem if the tzitzis are not, are not wool or linen. Because like we learned already way back in the beginning of Hilchah tzitzis, that if the tzitzis are wool or linen, they potter any, any, any material of the garment. So it wouldn't be a problem. But if you would theoretically have a beged made out of cotton, and you have strings made out of cotton, and now you're putting a corner that's made out of meshi, out of silk, so then you have a problem. Because now you have, you possibly have a problem. It's not even possible you have a problem, because now you have cotton strings on a meshi garment. Although it's not so posh that it's a problem because we went earlier that many postum hold that just that patch at the end, the corner is bustled to the garment. And therefore, even if the patch is meshy, if the garment is cotton, so it's considered a cotton garment and it is considered minakanaf to have cotton sitters as well. But there is another reason why the Berlocha brings down why this would be a problem. But the, the, the halacha is 
What's the ayin hey? The ayin hey is going on the second opinion of the mechaber, which is v'yesh matirim, and that is the minute to be matir. So it says the mishabur and sefkot an ayin hey v'yesh matirim, and the reason is ki ein osin kein el lachazek habeget shelo yikara. Like Alice pointed out, the whole reason why you're doing it is just to strengthen the garment so it shouldn't rip. And any patch or any coating that you're going to put on that corner is going to be bottled to the garment. It's just there for the garment. And like we learned earlier, even if it's leather, which we said is not allowed to be used for, the, for a garment that sits this, but you could use it as a reinforcement in the corner of the garment, that would be fine. And that's the Mechaber says, that is the Minog, and therefore... Even though you are right that they added on an additional piece, and according to the first sheet that that would not be allowed, at least according to the opinion, the reason the Mishabur brought down for the first opinion, it wouldn't be allowed, but according to the second opinion, it's 100% fine, and that is the Minug, that it's Mutter, and therefore it's okay. We'll stop here, and we'll start the next seminar, Mitzvah Shem, tomorrow night. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Daphne Shas, including Mara McClellan on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.